Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Good News Episodes. I'm your host, Tom Folk. In these episodes, we will speak with people who are helpers, who are positive, compassionate, and who bring a bit of good news into our lives in these difficult times. Listen with an open heart to those who are offering their hearts and talents to us all. It is our wish that each of these episodes will bring a smile to your face and hope to your heart. And to help us today with that, we have a special guest who is a creativity coach and an independent filmmaker, and whose first name is Nefeli, and whose last name I have too chicken to try and pronounce. She's a Greek Cypriot. And I'd like to ask Nefeli, please, how do you say your last name? Sotiriu. Oh, it sounds so nice coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Nefeli. Uh, I'm so glad to have you here. And I guess I'm going to ask you what we chatted about before. The first question is, what came first, the independent, the filmmaking or the creativity coaching? Well, I had an inclination for both growing up and I didn't connect the dots about the skills of mine until much later in life. See, coaching has evolved from psychology and I was introduced to it by taking courses as an undergraduate major in photography. And I love reading and I kept reading on the subject until today. Um, I still read on psychology, even though I'm also a book contributor on creativity coaching. Now, in my view, both film and photography examine human behavior. Coaching assists for changes in the human behavior. Understood. Well, that's fascinating. And in terms of I think this idea of creativity is a big question for people in the world about, I don't know if you can answer what is creativity, but during stressful times, like we've just been through two and a half years with the pandemic, what did you notice about people's creativity, yours included? Was it encouraged or discouraged or up or down? What did you see? Oh, that That's a very uh, interesting question. Thank you for asking that. So during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to work as a behavioral coach for mental health, aside running a private practice where I help creatives and filmmakers and the game creator and the animator um, complete projects, manage overwhelm and so on. So I'm going to talk about the behavioral coaching aspect where everybody came in for help. Uh, these were very stressful times and they're stressful times even today because a lot of people haven't recovered from it. The effect of it is, is felt throughout the society. And I think it's going to be a while before we're, quote, recovered. Exactly. So during that time, many people sought help in mental health. Some were covid um, um, affected uh, patients, some were cancer patients, some were stressed, um, had depression, anxiety, and so on and so forth. And um, I noticed that creatives also came in and um, they had the urge to create in those stressful times. Um, somebody wanted to write a book, so I helped I helped them put their outline together. A performing artist wanted to put a video together. So I helped them do that. So creativity didn't go down. There was a need for it. Right. It's just people had to also deal 
with the additional stress of what was going on world, around the world. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I would think that some of the creativity might have related to that. I mean, they might have even written a play or have done a film related to the, what's going on in the world. Did, was that up as a subject for you? I, at the time I was completing a film I shot prior to the pandemic. So, so what I do, I just spend an hour a day completing a film or writing a film. So at the time I had a domestic violence film I was working on. Right. However, I did notice a trend by other creative friends and, and clients to use video much more for producing theater pieces and films. Absolutely, but let me go back for a second because you just said domestic violence. I think I heard on the news that there was more domestic violence during the pandemic than before, that the close quarters might have created that. I don't know if that was on your consciousness at all. Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, a lot of uh, people suffered uh, because they didn't have the opportunity to go out and mingle. Uh, the suicide uh, rates went up. I heard, I mean, I mean, working in, in, in the field, I was aware of uh, teen suicidal uh, attempts. Um, being confined inside the home is not exactly the, the best approach. Right. Yes. Well, not to make too light of this because it isn't light, but we have a 20, my wife and I have a 25 year old daughter who had graduated from college and was living with us. And she said to us after about three months of the pandemic, she said, look, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I feel like I'm either going to kill myself or kill you. I've got to leave. I've got to be with my with, with younger people. She hadn't been out of the house for three months. Yeah. And so she was able to get out and find a roommate. And that was her life got easier. And ours did, too. We weren't under that strain. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the right solution. Um, I personally know a teenager who jumped out of his parents' balcony because he couldn't handle and he survived it. And um, he's relearning how to live because he has amnesia, he has all these injuries, and mm. uh, he's going to be uh, in recovery for years. And, sure. and it's very, very sad to see that our state and our government didn't have smarter ways to help us. And I feel there was neglect in uh, emotional health. That's my view on, on the topic of the pandemic. There was much concern about getting the virus, but less concern about the emotional aspect and the psychological aspect of what it means to be confined. Right, absolutely. Some of that was ignored, although they're beginning to see it with students, with young students, with school kids going back to school and seeing the emotional effect and beginning to talk about that. It is, as you talk, say, also true of the adults living in these tight quarters or living alone. I mean, what would it have been like if you lived, if you were not with a partner or with a family living alone for two and a half years? That's very tough. 
Yes, uh, we uh, we had cases like that, and that's why we were there to help them cope. Uh, the stress is a lot. Uh, not to say people lost their jobs. Um, it was a time that should not repeat again. We are smarter than that. We can do better than that as a society. I don't know what went wrong. Let's work together to ensure that we can do better than that. Also, let's use the talent, the new, the new techniques that we've learned, the new ways like Zoom, the way in which it exists to put together. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if you've ever done this. I hear it's being done group therapy on Zoom um, with people. And I, but that makes sense. You can't always get out or be, you know, uh, able to get to a therapy group. Yes, that was always a trend in my experience doing this work uh, since uh, 1996. It was available. I think through the pandemic, it has increased. So telehealth platforms for therapy and coaching are um, widespread. There are many options to choose from. Right. Uh, but but absolutely, it has increased uh, since the pandemic. Okay. Let's circle back to your creativity coaching, because that fascinates me. How do you help someone with their creativity? Are you really just coaching them on psychological issues, or is there something specific about a creative coaching? Well, um, when a client first comes in, we have a discovery session to understand if I'm going to be a fit. If it's a deep psychological issue, and somebody needs to see a psychiatrist, I'm going to tell them I cannot help you. you I'm going to refer them mm. to a specialist. Right. Uh, however, in creativity coaching, I'm trained with psychology. Um, I help the client to go from point A to point B related to their creative life. What that means is that sometimes clients are overwhelmed and cannot choose from the plethora of creative ideas they have and to get organized to get down to work and complete a project. Right. So I help them with the mental fitness aspect. What does that look? I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what that looks like. <laughs> so <laughs> think, think like, you know, you like exercise, right? I'm so doing sit-ups. Now, what am I doing mental sit-ups? <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm the mental fitness expert that helps clients in a similar manner uh, with exercise fitness. So let's say you want to lose weight, right? So people will understand that. Right. We all know we need to do the sit-ups. We all need to take care of, of our eating habits. And so the same applies for the brain. We do work together to learn to diminish beliefs and thinking patterns that are not serving the life we want to create and the life we want to see uh, and that will be meaningful for us. It occurs to me as you talk about exercise and, and patterns that some of our dysfunction and emotional dis dis dysfunction came from other patterns, from growing up with patterns and and what I hear you saying is, let's change those patterns. And you have to exercise the new ones. You have to make a new habit form. Is, is that what you're saying? 
Exactly. So um, we learn a certain way aside the programming from culture and family and friends and parental programming aside all that we develop a certain way of thinking and the beauty of mental fitness that I coach and I help clients with is that you can take absolute control of your brain, of your own mind, of your own thinking and never allow it to dictate your lifestyle or the, the way you want to be in life. So you control your mind versus your mind controlling you because the mind brings hindering thoughts. The mind is active. It brings belief systems that are unserving you. And there you are with absolute control doing mental fitness training together so you can diminish negative patterns and enhance the ones that are good for you. Yes, I think people are uh, are struggling with many of those issues. I just what occurred to me as you were talking was one of the patterns that came about because of the pandemic was of staying inside, of staying close, not going out and venturing. And while there's still some good healthy rules to follow in terms of being out in the world and being out in groups or theaters, there must be a lot of pent up fear about can I leave? Can I? Can I do this? I have a whether it's creative or just human. I have a desire to see more people, to have a go to a party, and or or do something. And the the words that we got over the during the pandemic was stay home, don't infect yourself, don't infect others. Yeah. See, um, I live near a park and I escaped and I hope other people could escape. My, I play volleyball and my group escaped and we played volleyball and none of us got sick. Some vaccinated, some not vaccinated. We're all very healthy. We're all fine. Um, getting out of the house is really important. Even, even doing some workout at home. Yes. Well, you know, you mentioned getting out of the house. I have found during this period of time that I need to see the horizon. There's something about that. About I look at the walls, and I have a very lovely place that I live, my wife and I, and it's wonderful. And I need to get out every day, no matter what the weather is. There's something freeing about the, the largeness, the space. And to some degree, it's nature. It's seeing nature. I, I have... And I find that revitalized, in, in, in revitalizing is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's yeah. an exercise that's, that's you you could offer to people, that one could offer to people, you know, get out and walk around for 10 minutes. Exactly. And that was one approach we had during the pandemic with uh, mental health patients, go out and walk. And this is the most basic activity you can do. 10 minutes every day if you cannot push it that far if you're not used to uh, walking around and you drive everywhere because a lot of people are accustomed to this habit to drive everywhere right instead of walking and we live in new york where parking is hard and you would think that people walk more but but not so much so 10 minutes a day is advisable 30 minutes is ideal to get right. out and walk or do it at least if you cannot do 30 minutes a day do 10 minutes 
three times a week. Start small and gradually increase it. And there is there are so many things you can do for free nowadays in terms of exercising your body. And first it starts with walking and then there are the YouTube videos you can do. You can take your cell phone with you at the park and you follow up a routine. There are so many things you can do and even at home. So there is no excuse for no, not exercising. But, but there is an excuse. It's called the mind that says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Exactly. And we all know deep down, we all know what we need to do to get in shape, whether it's creativity shape or fitness shape. And um I and most of the times we ignore it. But deep down, we all know what to do. Some of us do not know what to do. They don't have the skills, so they need help. They get the help and they go about learning how to be fit. Uh, uh, most of us, though, we know. Right. And how when we know, but we also resist, I think is, is true. I mean, we, we may somewhere in our side, we know. How, what are some of the techniques you can use to help people get past whatever barriers they've put up to to what they already know to their own intuition to get like you say you know i say i don't know what i'm supposed to do next well how can i get to find out what i what i my body my mind my soul does want to do next there are different ways to um to try there are different things to try so um the resistance the resistance is going to come up regardless because every time we get we try to get out of our comfort zones we feel the resistance right uh hire a coach if you cannot hire a coach you can learn to cancel the negative thinking so let's say negative, uh, let's say you promise you're going to exercise uh, three times a week and here you're on the couch and you don't get out. Then um, you don't get out because it's comfortable at home. And you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm too comfortable here. Well, you need to catch yourself, catch your mind and say, oh, I'm too comfortable at home. It's going to be even better when I'm fit and energized after my walk. So it's eliminating the unserving thought that keeps you the same. Right. So a better serving thought that helps you take action. Yes. It's not an easy task. No. That's why, that's why a lot of people need help. Uh, guidance, coaching, Absolutely. Guidance. Yeah. Guidance and repetition. Also, need to to do it over and over, and, and you get tired of it, and so you need coaching or helping or encouragement, you know, to keep on going. Because there are there will be results down the road. Yes, and and uh, it's very important to make a promise uh, for change for uh, oneself for yourself and keep the promises that's uh confidence uh, boosting that's a con that's a boost for confidence and um by getting small tasks done like working out three times a week helps you to uh, helps your confidence and to get to bigger goals even absolutely so what what is your favorite thing you have you have many talents here i am here hearing 
And in, in the world of creativity or the world of filmmaking, I mean, if you want to make a film right now, I'm going to test your creativity. What is what is the film you'd like to make now? What would you, could you, you could do anything, forget money, forget the time restrictions, family, anything. What would you do? Uh, accommodates on the racks. I, I did a lot of social social narrative work. I write my films, I produce them, I hire actors. So I did a lot of that. And now I want to write something uh, more entertaining and then produce it. Produce it. Now, writing comedy is not easy. I, I understand. <laughs> and English is my second language. Even though I'm a good English speaker, it's still challenging for me to write, period. But I love it. So I do it. So that's the next step in my career path, develop a comedy and then put it together. That's your career, your choice of what you'd like to be doing. That's wonderful. Yes, it's the next step. And it goes very well with all of what you're doing. You're going to add comedy into your coaching. I think doing a little laughter in, in, any, in anything can be helpful. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do love it with clients. Uh, uh, we have good report. Yes, yes. And what are your clients right now, today, that we're sort of, I hope, going towards the end of the pandemic or the heavy-duty pandemic, what are your client mix like? I mean, filmmaking versus creativity versus psychological work, male versus women, uh, whatever. It's been mostly, oh, is it 50-50? I would say 60% is more men so far. Um, I started out helping everybody. I got my first clients through referrals and, uh, gradually I follow my niche, which is helping the filmmaker, the animator, the game developer, the game creator. These are time-based arts. These are motion pictures arts. Um, so yeah, so uh, my my private practice is more populated with uh, filmmakers, young filmmakers coming out of school and uh, want to push forward to the road uh, less traveled, which is filmmaking production. Right. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing to do. I mean, I admire people who make films. You know, you're talking about independent films, I take it, at this time. Yes. <laughs> I help people in the industry too. Uh, I help actors. Um, I'm very knowledgeable of the industry. I started my career back in the day uh, working as a live TV editor for the news. That was my first job ever. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yes, because all, and that job involved cutting out all happy news and letting just the, the, the negative news come out. Yeah, and I learned quickly um, how political the news are and how important it is to um, be to have an open mind and follow independent resources as well, because it, the news is a business. Yes, and um, and uh, let's all have an open mind that there is more than that <laughs> what would you say to a young person as you say coming out of school who wants to on the road not traveled as much go 
what, what would the rule be for, that's a rule is a bad word. What is the thing that they should follow to succeed in what they're trying to do? I suggest devotion, devotion and uh, devotion to their authentic self. Because if you're really in it, you just go for it and you discover how to make it work. It's an artist told me when I was starting, you just find your own path and I share the same. Young filmmakers or young artists, you find your own path. You develop your own path well, with persistence of, and right, determination. Well, what you're saying is persistence and following your what you know. But where you could help, I imagine, is where they say, I, I, I know I want to make a films or I want to do this, but I don't know why or I don't know where my creativity lies. Is that a place where you can be help? I can help there, but also I can help uh, to the doubt, to the fear, a creative field. Uh, I want to do this, but I'm afraid to do this because nobody else in my family did it or people tell me art is not a good career path and all these notions people have about being creative. Exactly, exactly. And, and I can just identify with that, you know, with adult parents saying, well, that's not a real job. I mean, when are you going to make get paid something? Well, there are ways to find work that is related. There are ways to pursue an artistic practice, a creative practice um, and balance and have a balanced life. That's how that's another way I can help. You can help. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you know, this is fascinating, and we've just been going on here, and time is zipping by. So before we get too far towards the end, we're almost at the end, if other people are finding this as fascinating as I and are interested in learning more about what you do or how you could maybe help them, what's the best way for them to reach you? What what email or uh, website? Um, I'll give you both. So my website is www.nefelisotirio.com. You drop me a line there at the contact page or at my email address, yourfriends at nefelisodirio.com. Yourfriends at nefelisodirio.com. Okay. Go back again just one more second to the website because I didn't get that down. www.nefelisodirio.com. N-E-F-E-L-I. Oh, okay. S-O-T-E-R-I-O-U. S O S as in Sam. And I want to say I have a, a free complimentary consultation uh, on the about page of my website. You can book a consultation because coaching is a partnership. This call me, book a free consultation to discovery for a fit, and I will be happy to answer your questions. Well, thank you. Well, Nafella, you are fascinating and what you do is fascinating and, and helping people in the world of creativity, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I think that's wonderful. Thank you so very much for being our guest today. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me.